What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics and sometimes the most historical events with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. It's yeah. uh, it's mid-October of 2022. That's mm. two and a half months left before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, two and a half fucking months. The, the, the crazy thing is that this year will be bookended by <clears throat> a very, very big event in your life. Getting married, right? Yes, um, correct. Plus the World Cup as well, right? <laughs> yes, correct. I had to conflate those two. Very, very different issues. When but is yeah. the World Cup starting? Uh? When is the World Cup starting? I uh? think November. November towards December, right? So it's going to be during my wedding. <laughs> I believe so, yeah. <laughs> or rather, let's my wedding check, will be during the World Cup. Uh, oh, yeah, World Cup. But I mean, you know, speaking of that shit, like I just saw an article today saying that, yeah. uh, I think from Ongi Kang saying that, okay, we will not rule out mask mandates mm. um, and vaccine differentiated uh, measures. Which made mm. me go like, oh my god, don't, mm. don't tell me that this shit is going to be happening again. Yeah. Because that's, that's what happened in 2021, no? That's what happened in 2021. Mm. At the start of the year, things were shit, things got a lot better, but by the end of the year, it was shit again. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, uh, I, I think the 11,000 cases like, shocked everybody, yeah. right? I think, and they're saying like mid-November will spike, right? 15,000. 15, mm. uh, mm. And well, my yeah. wedding is early December. So, yeah. So, I mean, I already yeah, told so, uh, my fiance, uh, yeah. What? No, in case you need to know, the, the, the World Cup starts 21st November and goes all the way till 18th December. Ah, so that means it'd be like so, quarterfinals around my wedding. Actually, it's quite cool. Uh, then, then, like, I mean, uh, you know, you could organize parties around those dates that are not only no, celebrating the, your wedding, but also celebrating the World Cup and all, right? It's in Qatar, right? It's in Qatar, right? Yeah, so yeah, the, Qatar. the time difference would be like four four hours. Mm, mm, somewhere there, yeah. Maybe dinner time, I'll just have one screen showing the game. Uh, no, most of the, the game times will be either 11pm or 3am Singapore time. Oh, is yeah. it? But it's four uh, hours it, behind, right? Uh, yeah, but this, uh, this I'm talking about during that, that the, the, the period of your wedding when we get towards the round of 16 and all. Of course, before Ooh. that, there are, there are matches at like 6pm and all. Uh, but uh, but uh, towards the knockout rounds, it's 11pm or 3am. That yeah. means they'll be playing at 11pm in Qatar. Is it because of the weather? Uh, Is it because during the day it's like too hot or something? Don't know, man. It's an interesting question. Or am I, am I, are they giving me the correct times? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we gotta because figure three, that out. Three, yeah, 3am Singapore time is like 11pm Dubai time. Uh, I mean, uh, Qatar times, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah. It's it's really the opening match is is twenty first November at at midnight. Yeah. Oh shit! Is it midnight our time la? Yeah, that's right. So that means it's eight pm la, which sounds sounds realistic la. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Now it's uh now it's five hours behind us. Oh, five time. hours. Okay la, okay la, Seven. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. All right. But yeah. Yes. So that's a. Uh, it's it's. This is not uh, the usual kind of uh, year-end festivities for, mm, for, for mm, yourself mm. personally, nor for yeah, e- everyone as well. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a 2022 wrap. Uh, yeah. But how was your, how's your mid-October weekend, man? Uh, okay, like, like, there was a lot of football this weekend. A lot of big matches. Oh, Liverpool, yeah, Man true, City. Uh. There was uh, yeah, the El true. Clasico. You know, there was uh, Man United and, and Ronaldo versus Man U. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. I know everyone's just watching menu just for the the Ronaldo drama more than anything else. Uh, like, yeah. like what would they, honestly, whether they'll play him and everything. Yeah, honestly, it's damn sad to watch Ronaldo now, lah. Um, because mm, you mm. can see like he's frustrated. He's nowhere near his best. He's rusty, yeah. and it's just like, well, wow, it is one of the goats, no? Yeah, and they're one all the goats. Uh, don't forget, they're all playing towards the World Cup. They know that. They, I, Ronaldo and Messi know that it's their last chance for World Cup gl- glory, like, right? Yeah, so yeah. they they need the playing time to you know to to get in form and everything. So it's it's yeah like like it's quite sad like, to see all this happening. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. it was just, and you just see it's uh, yeah. It's just that that that. Hope hopefully things pick up like, Hopefully things pick up. Mm, hopefully, hopefully, but a World Cup will be exciting. A uh, World Cup will be exciting. Be interesting to say the least. But, cool, yeah. man. 
other than that, um, do we have anything to plug this time? Um, this I think since since we are kind of back from a long um, um, break, it would be mm. good if uh, you could just, you know, share this podcast with someone who may not have listened to it for a while because uh, yeah. or ever because we're definitely not in decline uh, and yeah. we're going to keep cranking these out. La. Yeah, yeah. Cranking. Yeah. And and already mm. past 2,000. Yes. Uh, so so we're happy about that. Yeah, 2,000 people discussing topics on Reddit. That's awesome. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, speaking of yeah. uh, uh, long, going to long term, uh, I mean, our first topic is about a very long-standing case, la, right? A long-standing mm-hmm. case that that maybe has come to some kind of closure for the people involved, but it's still triggering a lot of responses online. And what is this yeah. This this case? It is the, I guess, the latest news uh, around one of two suspects in the in the case of the murder of Felicia, to- Felicia uh, Teola. Not, not murder, not murder. Not murder yet. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's oh, not called, the death. It's not the missing, murder, yeah. Missing person's case, uh, Felicia mm. Toh. Yes, correct. It's not murder. And we'll get into the weeds of that. Lah, because mm. I think I think Felicia Teo and her unfortunate case has uh, first appeared in the news like 2020 maybe. Then yeah, 2021, December. there was news. Yeah, December 2020. Then 2021, there was more news. And this, the latest announcement that just came uh, like two days, like on, on two days, uh, three days ago, 14th October, was mm. around one of the two uh suspects like he's still a suspect right uh yeah he's still he's still a suspect yeah he's been yeah. the ch- he's been discharged but not amounting to an acquittal which is something we'll get into in a bit lah. yeah yeah but but overall i mean why why like uh, i i want to talk about this is because i admittedly haven't gone deep into the topic um mm. like 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 focused i i read the news here and there but so I, we, I went deep, and I assume you did too. But holy shit, man! This is this is chilling. This is some yeah. chilling shit. Yeah, like uh, I, th- I think for me, it's like uh, I, I think we this this came to our radars like quite a while back already, right? But there wasn't mm. enough information out there that warranted us like really talking about it. But I think at this point, because there's a you know, it's a point in the case where there is a bit of. Uh, closure. I think it's it's worth talking about and remembering that, you know, we watch true crime series on Netflix, Dharma, and all that. Um, but they are very scary stories uh, and quite uh psychopathic tendencies. Uh, you know, even in our midst in Singapore, la, right, amongst people in Singapore, and uh, it, it's 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 a it's a you know cautionary tale about uh how, about who the company that you hang out with as well, la. Right. Yeah. So so maybe to to give like a high level overview uh, of this case that started in twenty oh seven So um twenty oh seven uh Felicia to Actually yeah, why why uh, do you don't just say two thousand seven? Uh? How can you you say twenty oh seven? It's a twenty is twenty oh seven. That's four syllables. Two thousand and two. That's five <laughs> syllables. Four but syllables versus you five never syllables. Hear people saying do you never hear people say 2007? God, I, never, I mean, only, only Americans, when they say, uh, when they count Is in thousands, they don't count in thousands, they count like 1900, you know, it's 1900 dollars. You know? Didn't you say 2019? Yeah, yeah, I say 2019 because I think uh-huh. that, that's, that's normal because everyone, 19 is like one figure by itself, one word by itself, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but like 2007 is made out of 2007. It's not made up no, of 20 okay. and then 07, so, right? That's what I said. Is it 2007? <laughs> uh? Yeah, you said 2007, <laughs> like 007. Like, huh? no, so that, no, because, that to me is weird because we will say 2007, you know, usually. No, because I think what happened, why maybe you remember that people said 2007 was because when we were living through it, uh, yeah. it was, okay, the year 2000. Oh, the year yeah, 2001, right. 2002, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then now we are at the stage where it's 20 and something. So retroactively uh. looking back, I'll say 2007, uh. Also, your, your, that means your mind has adjusted to uh, yeah, the, Gen y, the Gen Y lingo of, of it already. Uh. Well, so you would old, say 2007? Those, I would say, uh, I would still, still say 2002, 2001, yeah. Grow, wake up say, with the times, oh, uh, Terrence. 9-11 happened in 2001. I don't, yeah, I never, everyone says 2001. 
No yeah. lah, where got everyone says 2000? I guarantee you a lot of people say 2001. Okay. Everyone yeah. above the age of, uh, who lived through the 2000s with uh, yeah. some some conscience. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're saying I didn't live through with conscience, is it? Nonsense. No, no, I'm just saying that you're, you're trying very hard to sound like a Gen Y. A no, Gen y it's Nico, just yeah. a natural thing. <laughs> See, Terrence, it's sometimes you have, to let go. you have to let go of the past. <laughs> you have to let go of it's the past. It's not natural at home. Of course okay, it's natural. Okay. I guarantee you that even amongst our listeners, it will be yeah. polarized. You know, it will be half. I would, yeah, yeah. I, I, would say, I would say more people say 2007 uh, than 2007. Let's run a poll. Uh. Let's run a poll. Let's if you're listening poll. to this <laughs> and, you, and you, had, if you have a Reddit account, please... <laughs> Comment and tell us you say 2007 or say 2007, okay? Yeah. I'm very so, interested so to know. Yeah. We will post the poll on Reddit and on Instagram. Yeah. So whichever okay. platform you're on, if you're on both, just vote, okay? So so just go check it out. By the time you're yeah. listening to this, it might already be out. So go check it out, mm. okay? Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, Interesting. So back in 2007 slash 2007, Felicia Tio um, allegedly left Uh, her house in Bras Basa to join two friends in uh, in one of their houses at Marine Terrace. It was a HDB mm. flat. Mm. So they, that's where, I mean, they were drinking and, and up till maybe last year or, mm. or early this year when one of those two individuals, uh, his name is Daniel, Daniel, Ahmad, uh, Ahmad Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad, Ahmad Daniel. Daniel Mohammed Raf, Rafai. Rafi, Rafai, Rafi, yeah. Yeah. Um, was brought into custody. Up until then, for 13 years, all mm. the public and the new uh, police knew was that she left her place. There was a C- there was CCTV footage of her entering the lift with those two uh, men. But entering the that, place, like, right? Yeah, entering the lift, the lift, entering the, the lift, lift of to, of the block where the, one of the yeah. men lived, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, correct, correct. But there was no CCTV footage of her leaving, lah. So mm. the next day, she was apparently supposed to be at a friend's wedding. She didn't show up. And by the third day, her parents reported her as missing. Mm. So after mm. that, there was a lot of effort to find her. It became a, a police case. There was news out then already about this missing person. Mm. Um, and the searches went on. Um, and as you can imagine, there were a lot of rumors. There was a lot of gossip uh, that the family had to deal with. I think the mom even uh, went to JB to, to pass mm. out flyers to see whether there was any, any instance or any, uh, anyone who saw her like, Yeah, but it yielded nothing. So mm. up till then, and and at that point when Ahmad and Mr. Ragil, uh, the second person there, uh, Miss yeah, Mr. Ragil, when they were questioned, they themselves said that they weren't aware, uh, and that Miss Tio mm. left their house. Mm-hmm. That's all they said. Uh, and from yeah. 2007 to 2020, the police uh were regularly reviewing the case because apparently this is a process that happens for missing missing persons cases. They will regularly review it. Um, mm. In July 2020, the case was referred to the Criminal Investigation Department, so CID, and that's when there was a breakthrough because they found some new leads. They found some belongings belonging to Miss Tio uh, in possession of uh, by by da- Daniel Ahmad. And mm. December 15, 2020, Ahmad was arrested. Yeah, Then yeah, he yeah. was charged with murder, and he was accused of working together with Mr. Ragil to murder Miss Tio. Mm. Then this okay. June, he was given a discharge not amounting to an acquittal. Acquittal for the mm. murder charge. So, mm. Terence, what does that mean? Uh, given a discharge not amounting to an acquittal. Um, from what I understand of what the judge wrote is that, um, well, if you're acquitted, it means that you can never be tried again for this same crime, even if new evidence comes up or what, right? Mm. And mm. Uh, an acquittal is almost a statement that is is a very Um, it's a final statement on 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 the judgment that uh you are not guilty at all. There's no mm. there's no way you're guilty, and you cannot be tried again because if not, it's double jeopardy. I think the term is double jeopardy, right? Where you keep getting tried for the same case, even if you you get acquitted. So once you're acquitted, it's done. But a discharge mounting to acquittal is kind of the from my, what my understanding of the layman understanding of it is that it's basically yeah, no evidence could be found to. To uh, really, uh, you know, say that you're guilty or to charge you for murder, but if there's evidence that comes up, you can be tried again for this same crime, lah. Uh, because I think the judge was saying that it's very clearly obvious that that uh, Ahmad Daniel was involved in the disappearance of Felicia Tio. 
Uh, yeah. They, they, they just can't say that she, 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 that he, you know, murdered her or anything like that. But he was involved in the disposal of the, the body and the disappearance. So, um, that's why he, you know, uh, he, they, they still need to put him, make it a possibility that if there's new evidence, he can be tried again. Yeah. And I mean, there was also six charges in addition to the murder charge that was um, that Ahmad Daniel and Ragil were accused, like, which was mm. disposing the body, uh, giving false info, and and appropriating uh, some of Felicia Tio's uh, belongings. Mm. So in July 2022, Ahmad returned to court and he pleaded guilty to the charges. Mm. Then mm. Uh, that was pushed back to August and then... Uh, Again, pushed back to October. So in October, he plead, pled guilty and he was given 26 months imprisonment for abandoning Theo's body, stealing his her belongings and giving mm. false evidence. Mm. So that is going to take into account the 13 months already that he has spent, I think, in remand. So at the end of the day, yeah, it's a 26-month right. imprisonment for his offences, which he pleaded guilty to. And... That's where I think it, mm. it, it, it has become a bit polarizing online. Like, and I can imagine even offline. Uh, but mm-hmm. like when I first heard it, it's only 26 months for what he did, which is allegedly him and the other dude, they, they, found, they woke up in the morning, they found her, uh, her dead in her, the house, they put her in between mm. two mattresses and put her in, in a box, got a taxi, mm. went to Pongol, dug a hole, put mm. the body there, poured kerosene, lit a fire, and then when the fire died out, they covered it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so I mean, like, okay, so when you were reading through this, were you already aware of the facts of this um, before today? No, no, like, no. Have you no. been so, reading up and diving deep? No, I've been following the case, uh, you know, when it's in the news and then reading up, like, even uh, people's speculation about what happened and all that. Uh, but I always knew that you would never really know until you know the the case, uh, until he's he's tried and and, and uh, a verdict has been reached up uh, because that's when the details will start coming out. Uh. So only with this, now the details are out already, lah. Like, you know, yeah. And uh, I think the the yeah, the, just the crazy thing is, um, yeah, a lot of people the reactions are that what he's only getting twenty six months for what he did, and uh, but the reality is that the lack of evidence the lack of uh, any kind of evidence, even the skull fragment that was found in, you know, the place where they, where he said that uh, they buried her, they buried her body and all, right? Uh, not necessarily mm. buried, like they disposed of her body. Uh, I think buried is, is too, uh, it's too nice uh, word that to use to describe what they did to her body. Um, yeah. Yeah, even they, the skull fragment they found there, they could only, I think even with DNA testing in the US, they could only say that it is probably her, her skull, uh, you know. So there's yeah. literally almost nothing left, and I think because yeah, because of Singapore's humidity and everything, the skull, even the skull fragments and all that, probably have uh, decomposed a lot over time, uh, And the the fact that they burned the body as well, uh, you know. So yeah. even the D- DNA test can't be hundred percent sure of it, but seems like seems like it, uh, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just now it, it ends up being one of those cases where it's just basically. Uh, you're going off what what he said happened, uh, you know, and and the reality is that if he sticks to his story, like like how he's kept quiet, how he's kept, how they've kept uh steadfastly quiet for the last thirteen years, or at least until they got caught in twenty twenty, like, right? Um, yeah. Uh, there you can't really. I, I don't think you ever reach. You'll be able to find more evidence to reach another verdict, lah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. Reading this. First of all, it was fucking chilling. La. I I think the details of what they actually did this morning only came out in the past few months, right? Yeah. Um, the, I think I think from this from this conviction and all that, and then that's when the details really started coming out. La. Yeah. And I mean, I honestly was shocked to read it uh, to the point where I still feel a little bit of like, fuck, this is so calculated. Mm. I mean, okay, I wouldn't say calculated. The fact that for 13 years, um, it was, can you imagine they were living with that? So, so the other mm. person, uh, Mr. Ragli, is still at large. Mm, he's um, Indonesian. He's believed, in, yeah, yeah. he's believed to be in Indonesia and whatnot, but he's still at large. Yeah. But this guy, Ahmad, was working at Razor till up till 2020. Mm. 
And yeah. on Reddit, you can see some comments from people saying, yeah, I've met the dude. He seems pretty chill. Uh, I work with the guy. He seems pretty chill. Mm. And it just makes you think like, oh my God, like uh, it just feels so surreal hearing that this actually happened in Singapore, which makes me think like, mm. if it wasn't for what I hear about him having the lens, a camera mm. lens from uh, Felicia Theo's mm. camera and the laptop, this probably mm. would have gone like under the radar. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, there's, there's actually, there's a lot of things to unpack in what you just said as well. Uh. I think, uh, yeah. you know, aside Please, from the fact, unpack, yeah. aside from the fact that, that there are people who worked with him and know him and could not possibly believe that he was like that. Cause we, we, even we, you and I, we know someone who personally worked with this guy as well, like, right? Ahmad Daniel. Mm. Um, mm. and he, he said the exact same thing like that. He could not believe the news. Uh, I, I think apparently Ahmad Daniel also got married in the last 13 years uh, you know and, and, and is a, seems like a very happy uh, you know happily wedded man and all that so I think even some of the chatter on, on the chatter online was like wow how you wonder if his wife ever knew that, that you know that there was this deep dark secret that he was hiding as well for all these years lah. Um, and even in, in his defense, I think uh, his defense attorneys uh, were saying that uh, the wife and the family were going through under, uh, were under a lot of stress la, from, from all this that happened because they had nothing to do with uh, the dis- disappearance of Felicia Teola, right? But this story mm. has probably invaded their lives and taken over uh, everything they know about their, 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 their partner or their son or whatever, la, you know? So... Mm. Yeah, you can imagine. Although, yeah, it, it, it's quite a cold, calculated and scary thing that, that he did. But even even his family, uh, you know, we, we, we don't know the extent to which of what they know, what he did. And, and it's quite... But let's say, let's say they didn't know. You know, you just imagine that you... You, uh, uh, you can imagine that he kept the quiet... Uh, he kept the secret quiet all these years, right? Even to close friends and family. Um, it must be quite, quite traumatic uh, to go through something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, to discover the person you're married to has this like you know has this big dark secret hanging over hanging hanging over his head like, yeah. yeah, and I mean like the the judge um who gave the the verdict of like, okay acqui- uh, giving a discharge uh, not amounting to acquittal kind of explain uh, along the lines of what you said like that there is still evidence that might be uncovered and there's no way that he can acquit him because there's still a possibility that he may have been involved in the murder, right? Mm, but mm. but just reading the defense um, and and the actual incidents, they consumed ecstasy as well, right? Mm, the mm. three of them. So I was yeah. just thinking like, oh my God, that night basically started out, here are three friends. One of mm. them comes over to, two of them comes over to, to one of their houses. They drink, they smoke, they have some ecstasy. And whatever happens by the morning, one of them is dead. Mm, so mm, the, uh, the yeah. two of them were probably thinking like, oh fuck, if we report the death, they yeah. are going to do a post-mortem and find uh, drugs, drugs yeah. which would implicate them. Mm. So at that point, their idea was to fucking burn the body and never speak of it again. La. It yeah. sounds like a TV show, but seems like that. that's what happened. La. And yeah. I, I think it, also, um, yeah. I, I think in your in your timeline, which was very comprehensive, really, there's actually one or two things that I want to add that actually yes, add a lot please. of detail to the case, lah. Um, yeah. Was that, you know, they they say they discover her dead by six a.m. Um, at seven twenty to around eight something a.m., they brought her mobile phone to East Coast Park, so that mm. it would register that you know she apparently uh, supposedly was at East Coast Park in the morning, lah. And after that, they disposed, I think they disposed on the mobile phone. It was never recovered. Lah. Um, then only, uh, let's say 12 hours after that, in the evening, they went to hardware stores around Singapore to buy tools to help them for the disposal mm. of the body. That's the detail that, that mm. what is, that's what the newspapers have reported. But you try and imagine uh, a corpse that has been lingering around for 12 hours already. Um, I mean, you know, you know what rigor mortis is, like, right? Yeah. You've read yeah. about it and all that. Yeah, rigor mortis probably has set in by then. And the fact they needed to go to a hardware store to buy tools kind of tells you that um, trigger warning here, like, this is very graphic, um, that, that they, they might have had to chop up the body in order to fit it into a box, like, right? Mm. Um, so, 
yeah, man, I, I, I think the extent to which these two guys went to try and cover up something uh, because they were afraid of getting charged for drugs or drug consumption. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's that, That's where there, there's some chatter online as well, uh, right? That it, it seems almost too calculated to have just been two guys uh, reacting out of fear, uh, right? Yeah. To fear of getting caught. That they would go to the extent of um, chopping up a friend's body a friend, uh, uh, rather than finding help for the friend, medical help, uh, they will go to the extent of, you know, planning, bringing a mobile phone here, buying hardware tools, chopping at the body, putting it in a box, bringing it, carrying it down, you know, th- I don't know, 11 flights of stairs or something, and then hailing a taxi, putting in a taxi, asking the taxi driver to go to Pongo Track 24 in the middle of the night, and, and then digging a hole big enough to put a box, and, and then burning it, and then throwing, and then and then still burying it after that, and then after that, keeping up the story for the next decade plus, like, You know, so yeah. so just imagine like two people panicking about about being caught for drugs, but you know, being able to get you know calculate everything to the extent where they are able to keep this secret for over ten years. Like, it's 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 kind of crazy, yeah. But 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 on the flip side, it also makes me think like, oh shit, like uh, it's not. It's not as difficult as, as, you know, like in Singapore, I think you grow up with this mindset. Okay, if you do something as bad as a murder or, mm. or disposing of a body, you will be mm. found out. Mm. But I mean, eventually these people were found out, but it took so long and it was almost like a, like a serendipitous that, that, uh, like, okay, so I, I've read this, I can't find the source yet, where apparently he held on to the laptop and he passed mm. it to a family member and that's how it was traced. Which, he passed it to his father, yeah. He passed it to his father, right? But, but sounds- the, it sounds uh, like, oh, the, but apparently the, the laptop has not been recovered. La. So, yeah, so that's so, the big question mark of how they use the laptop to find, to find out. La. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you read it also, there's a lot of questions, uh, which mm. I don't know we'll ever see the light of day, but it feels yeah. like it was almost human error that gave mm. away uh, the, the truth. La. And I'm assuming in most crime stories, it's always human, human error, but it yeah. just feels like, oh shit. They they dug a hole like what you said, big enough for a body. They burned mm. it, and I mean, since then, Pongol is probably a lot of construction happened, right? Mm, so yeah, who knows? Like that area, I think is still is still a park, right? It's still a no, park. no, no. It's being developed into uh, some HGB. flats already. I think yeah. Fuck I think at one point me. there was a over the site there was a stable and and some you know like a horse stable built over it, but uh, it's since closed down about in two thousand seventeen. I think. Uh, 2017, sorry. Uh, we're going by how you pronounce it. 2017. Uh, and since then, it's been, the area has been developed into flats. Uh, yeah. Shit, dude. I think I've been to that stable. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some people have mm. memories of, of visiting that Holy stable. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah, so... And I mean, that, that's where it just feels like he, he put up a front for 13 years. Um, mm. and, and he did give false information at one point. That's why yeah. I just feel like 26 months, I don't know, man, it sounds fucking little. Mm. Um, and and just reading the points that his defense attorney was putting across was, okay, he and his family underwent a terrible time of suffering after he was charged. Mm. The yeah. progress of investigations has been unsatisfactory and is likely mm. to remain so for an indeterminate period, which means mm. insufferable prejudice. Yeah. And that Ahmad has instructed that he is not responsible for Theo's death la, and that there's no contrary yeah. evidence. But it just feels like, first of all, like, wow, I don't know how lawyers can do their job when they are when they are given a case like this to fight for, for for a shorter sentence for someone who mm. like pleaded guilty to disposing the body. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a profession. That's a whole separate thing. Yeah. But it just feels like twenty six months, taking into account the time he has already spent in remand. Wow, yeah. it just feels like if I was the family or sort of friend, right? I'll be like, fuck yeah. this shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think one point that, that uh, was in the Straits Times article that tells you the kind of turmoil that the family went through, right? I think they spent uh, months searching for her. And like you said, she even went to JB to give out flyers and ask people about whether they see the, the mother saw the, uh, whether anyone saw the daughter, right? Uh, mm. Apparently, you know, they subsequently received prank calls uh, and false information. And online posts even speculated that she had run away and taken to drinking and was living with a man after failing an exam. Uh, you know, some people even said that, oh, I saw her in my dream and, and things like that. 
And uh, a little detail here that I think uh, that that you know any parent, uh, maybe parents who've gone through loss like like I have recently, you can understand is like in twenty eleven her mother began telling anyone who asked about her daughter that she had settled abroad because she shared how she found comfort in imagining her daughter had married and moved to a different country. And she refused to move out of her flat because she was praying that Miss Teo would come home one day. So it's, yeah, you can imagine the turmoil that goes through her mind when like there was really no closure. She did not know what happened to her daughter. And all she could do was just cling on to the hope that, that you know, her daughter found some a happier life elsewhere and and you know for her for whatever reason she had was not coming home was not speaking to family was not contacting her friends anymore la, right and then that's all that she could live with for the past 10 years and all la. and then and, and when people ask about her daughter she wouldn't even address the issue of that she's a missing person's case and, and all that la. so it's, it's just um yeah from parent just understanding that sometimes you you kind of just, uh, you know, need to have these, have these mental heuristics to help you get through life. Life, not it's just you just be paralyzed in 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 the current situation. Are paralyzed with uh, wondering what happened to your daughter, what happened to your child, and all that. Uh, and you kind of need to even tell yourself stories to get past these kind of issues, lah. So, so it, it's it's I I totally understand what you're saying. That it feels like it's so unfair that you know the family and and. Or had to live with this for the past fifteen years, uh, and all all he got was a rap on the wrist, right? You know, twenty six months yeah. that he's already served in remand. Um, but yeah, I think it's just uh, it's just the case that there's just not enough evidence anymore, like, Because what they've managed to do is to to keep quiet about this story, you know, keep it under on the download for so long, um. And that's why there's not enough evidence to really charge him for for the murder of the of the girl, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. I think I think what what really got to me was when I read that same line that the family hasn't moved out of their flat in the hopes mm. that like if she ever returns, she knows where to find them. Uh. Yeah. When I read that, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine it's... like every day the, the family wakes up like there's probably never a day that they never think about this, like, and it's just so heartbreaking, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, fucking heartbreaking. Again, yeah, going back to my experience of, of, of losing a child, that's how it feels. Basically, every day you will think of it for the rest of your life every day. So it's not something that uh, I think, uh, you know, that anyone can get just get past like that. And, uh, and, and I mean, in some sense, maybe it's, it's also a slight positive that there is some closure for, mm. for, for the family now. But at the same time, you know, um, hearing and understanding all the graphic details of, of how they dispose of the body <clears throat> and how they could keep it a secret for so long. That that itself is is is, is a very fresh wound that I can imagine for them, you know. Yeah. Um especially yeah, in, in you know in, in Chinese culture and all there's a very big thing about uh about the body being whole and, and being buried and, and properly properly uh, cremated and everything like right. So this just sounds like a very uh undignified uh way to send off a send off a body la. Um but one one what I, I guess going a bit into the the CSI of it, la, right? Uh, you know the whole laptop thing, right? That that's I think that's a big that's a big part of the case that uh, even I uh after reading so much still don't really understand fully la. how the mm. how her missing laptop came to uh, came to the forefront of of uh you know of circumstantial evidence in two thousand and uh, twenty twenty la, right? So yeah. because I mean everyone probably has used if you use an iPhone you understand there's this function called find my iPhone la, right, which yeah. allows you to track your Apple devices, uh using another one of your Apple devices la. But in two thousand seven I don't think there was such there was find my iPhone yet, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I highly doubt it because 2007 was yeah. a, I think that was the year of the launch of the iPhone if I'm not wrong so yeah. so there was definitely wasn't <clears throat> all these find my iPhone services that unites all, that allows you to track all your iOS devices um, and the fact that they now don't have the laptop they can't, never recovered the laptop so it kind of makes me wonder what exactly how they exactly found that the laptop had been accessed by uh, you know uh, the the accused 
uh, I mean, uh, uh, Ahmad Daniel's uh, dad, lah, right? Mm. And I mean, uh, the speculation that I'm seeing online is that maybe, uh, maybe the dad possibly took the laptop for servicing or something with the Apple Store or something like that. Uh, mm. And and maybe the police have somehow uh, gotten wind of it uh, through Apple itself. That Apple assisted the police in in uh, realizing that this the serial number of that laptop actually came up after the disappearance of the person. Uh. Mm. Um, so that that's the speculation that that maybe is only uh, that is only that could have only come up like uh, in recent years when you know. There's a closer working relationship between like Apple and and authorities and everything, such that you know when important details like serial number of a laptop actually comes up in their records, uh, they can actually pull it up and 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 give it to authorities to help them with their investigations. And that also was something of debate, right, in the in the public eye between the privacy laws of of a company like Apple, yeah. and and its users. How much they can reveal to the authorities, lah, right? Because, because yeah. you can imagine at that point in time, they probably managed to trace the laptop that belonged to Miss Tio. Uh, mm. They could trace the serial number, and I won't be surprised if hardware companies these days they generally have a list of things belonging to missing persons, lah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's totally yeah. plausible. Um, yeah. and and I don't know what privacy laws. What happens when the owner is deceased? Mm. Whether mm. they still kick in or not. But mm. yeah, it just feels, I mean, even reading it, I was like, wait, did the dad maybe use it and then it 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 registered online or something? But then from 2007, how is mm. he going to be using it? Because the OS is totally outdated, right? Unless yeah, you can't, you can't it update was, it. Yeah, you can't update it. Unless you're just using it for very simple things, lah, for very, very simple, yeah. I don't know, playing games or something. But yeah. yeah, man, it just feels, I don't know, man, it was so chilling reading this. Like from the time yeah. we decided to do this to the time of the podcast, I was like, oh my God. I didn't yeah. know it was this chilling. Yeah. No, I think the laptop has been discarded already. Like it was, mm. but I think in that period when before, uh, when he gave the laptop to his father the, and to the, the point it was discarded, lead, yeah. at some yeah. point, maybe the father brought it to a hard, to a, you know, a hardware dealer like Apple. Unknowingly lah. Unknowingly. unknowingly lah. That means that's why I'm speculating that they did not know the origins of the laptop as well lah, you know. Uh, yeah. Maybe they brought it there to get it checked and then the record is in Apple or whatever stores uh, list, uh, right, you know, but, but you know, nobody thinks to comb through that record until, until all these years later, lo, you know. And and that's and why maybe the CID, and all. Yeah. maybe the CID does have greater access than the, the police force, la, right? Because it was only Possibly, when it got handed yeah. over to them, that's when yeah. they realized, oh shit, there's a new lead. And, but they never say what yeah. the new lead is. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this is happening around the, the, you know, this is all just, I think, last month only the, uh, you know, the subject of the serial podcast, which in 2014-2015, which mm, basically mm, mm. launched uh, the, the whole podcast wave, the second podcast wave in recent years, right? Mm, uh, mm. I think even that case also has been, uh, they've, uh, I think they, I believe they've acquitted the, the guy who was found guilty, Adnan Syed, mm. uh, the, the subject of the case. They've acquitted him also because for yeah. reasons that they, they found that the, you know, the gathering of the evidence or there was just not enough evidence of to co- really convict him of the crime. La. So um, the crazy thing is that, yeah, the guy basically spent 20 years in prison mm. and and after the serial podcast, you know, a lot of people were saying that, hey, there's a, a miscarriage of justice here. How come, how come the, you know, there's not enough evidence to really convict him as such, la, but it happened and now they've reversed the decision and he's a free man. La. But it just tells you that, uh, yeah, these, these, a lot of things are that you, that you see being decided in courts, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh things that go on behind the scenes in terms of the 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 police work, the discovery, and all, and even the court case itself. That that uh you know that that years later you can actually revisit and realize, hey, there's certain things that were not done the right way, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh fuck! It's it's just it's just chilling. It's just chilling. Chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's only going to yeah. be more news for this in the in the in the years coming forward, lah. Because I think that. If, Probably is going to be some new evidence that comes up. Yeah. But or if they, or if they manage to catch, shit. yeah, if they manage to catch the, the other, other guy, uh, person involved in this. Uh, but mm, I, I mean, mm, one mm. thing I did wanna, did wanna ask you also was like, um, if if you were, you know, if you were twenty two years old and in 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 the shoes of of either one of those guys, like, Right. 
and you woke up. I mean, let's say let's let's follow what they, they said supposedly happened. You woke up, you found your friend uh in a in a very bad medical condition. Uh, not not necessarily dead, but let's say just passed out or what already la. Mm. Uh, and due to drugs la. due to drugs and all like what would your reaction because I, I, I ask you only because remember back, back when we were in school in the US and um, yeah. there was this I, and you know binge drinking was is a huge problem on US colleges la, right but there's always yeah. this rule that if you if you call the authorities for help when, when someone has drank too much and passed out and drank too much or and seems to be uh, in, in a bad medical state la if you call them uh, and ask for help, there is basically immunity for you as the yeah. as, a, as the person calling. If you're an underage drinker, like if you're an underage yeah. drinker, like, right? Exactly. Because and they very specifically instituted this and uh, you know uh, spread the word about it through the resident uh, through the residential advisors and 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 you know authorities that basically if you're if you're an underage drinker, your friend was underage drinking and is now in medical trouble, please seek medical help for him straight away, and we will we will not make sure that you do not. Uh, there's no legal implications for you for what you did as well, la. and I think that actually um does help in 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 you know having people seek medical attention, uh, even in cases like like when of underage drinking and all that, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Is that is that uh is that something that you would say uh would would influence the way you react to? To the situation like like uh, these uh, students found themselves in, you mean like the lack of that rule when it comes to drugs, or hypothetically if that rule was in place? No, no, no. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. What would you do in that situation oh. that they were I mean, in as course, twenty-two year olds and all that? Of course, I would like to think that I would do the right thing. You know, like mm-hmm. even if it means getting punished, getting jail time. If someone's dying, I would do the right thing. But yeah. honestly, I don't know, man. Like um. Sometimes when you are panicking and anxious, you just do stupid shit. Mm, um, mm. And it feels like in this case, not to say that you, you should condone the stupid shit, um, mm. but it feels like in this case, they did some stupid ass shit with disastrous consequences. Mm. And with almost each passing day after that, it became harder and harder to come clean, like, which is fucked up. Mm. But I mean, mm. you asking me, I don't know, man, like, like, like I, I would like to think um, I would have done that, but mm. I don't know, man. Uh, I can't. I, I also can't say. Okay, I don't know whether I would burn a body, mm. <laughs> but I don't okay. think. I don't. Yeah. I I also don't want to be so like oh morally like oh infallible that I will confirm do the right thing. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know how to I answer mean, that. I, like for me, I don't think I would would uh dare to do everything that they did. But yeah. not so much because I'm moral high ground or that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm better than that. It's more because I don't think I can live with the fear of like being caught by police for for thirteen for fifteen years or something like. Like I'm one of those guys that like if you know I'm I'm like I get super uh, anxious if like you know if I do something and then oh shit will I get caught for it like I I'm 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 talking about much milder things like like jaywalking that kind of thing like right. You don't jaywalk. And, uh, no, no no I mean. Of course, of course, there have been there probably have been instances that I might have like right. But I'm just mm. saying that I'm just the the kind of very kanchong time always looking over my shoulder like the authorities and all that. Maybe it's just my upbringing in Singapore or something. But I I'm just saying that I don't think I will be able to live with that kind of uh that 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 fear la, of getting caught la, for for that many years. And mm. uh, I think one 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 book that I I read that I really felt that that sense of that I understood what it. If, Felt like to live with that fear is, is a crime and punishment, uh, you know. Mm. Uh, when you when you when you read something like that, and it really en- encapsulates that feeling of like, oh, you did a crime, and now you you live with the paranoia and the fear of 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 being caught. Like, that's that's to me is like worse than probably having to go through whatever punishment that uh, you get for actually committing the crime. Like. Yeah, mm. I think I think for me is because I would I don't think I'll be able to hide it. Like. I would just be a different <laughs> person after that. Yeah. And all my friends would be like, Harish, what's so quiet? Uh? Hey, yeah. hey, hey, you're not talking much. Uh? Yeah, you're yeah, not, not talking much. Right? No, you're not talking for like much, 15 years. I just won't talk much. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I can, even if I'm hiding it on the outside, it will show. Yeah. yeah. Like something. And just like, oh my God, it just sounds so ridiculous mm. that, mm. and and I mean, 
But I mean, I'm also surprised that you uh, you mentioned jaywalking because like, I jaywalk like hell. I, I mm. jaywalk everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I'm quite a good jaywalker also. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that like, uh, I think the, uh, not, not trying to glorify what, whatever these guys did or what, la, but that itself is a story that I think a lot of people want to know about. La, like, how do you live with this for that many years? La? Which is why yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier about psychopathic tendencies is, is yeah. yeah, how do you, how do you, how do you live with that and like almost have a normal life and like have a job and, you know, and still get reason? married. Yeah, work at, you work at a big company and, and, and get married and, and, you know, have a family life and all that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how people do that. Lah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, yeah. Whew, that was heavy. Heavy. Mm. Heavy stuff. Uh, But yeah, speaking of that, I, I guess speaking of, uh, I don't know how people do that. Uh, The next, the next thing that we're talking about is also, uh, I mean, kind of, uh, it's also quite a, a big shock to the people who who got who uh, to whom it ha- this thing happened lah, right? But mm. it's probably more. Uh, I mean, it's about a lot. It's it's a goofy topic, so it's not as dark a topic lah. But it's still a bit strange that that this happened. And what is this strange <laughs> event? So it's not. It's not. You said it's it's hard to believe that this happened. You're talking about the seller or the buyer because both ways, case, both ways, both ways. In this case. Yeah, like just go 180 and do something so goofy. Um, yeah. There was an issue uh, this last Wednesday where a bunch of people showed up at uh, Esplanade at the newly mm. opened Singtel Waterfront Theatre. They mm. showed up for 6.11, 6, a show at 6.11pm yeah. um, and found out that the show doesn't exist. Yeah. That there's no yeah. show. There's no show, <laughs> and they yeah. Had Tickets. It was called the final countdown by mm. Esplanade Theatres on the Bay, Wednesday, twelve October, twenty twenty two, six eleven p.m. Free yeah. seating. Blah, blah. It looks like a Esplanade ticket. Yeah, <laughs> so it looks like they, a legit ticket, like a cystic <laughs> ticket with barcodes and everything, like right. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, this bunch of people they bought the tickets on Carousel, la. and uh, no, apparently I think the ones. That, that it's on sale on Carousel, but the ones who a lot of those who turned up actually received the tickets for free. I think if I'm not wrong, they got it as gifts or they took it from somebody. Ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. so some of them bought it from Carousel, um, mm. and they bought it for like fifty bucks and all. Like, even mm. there's a picture of the, the the Carousel entry, the final countdown by Esplanade. So apparently there were elderly people who were queuing there. There was a pregnant lady and. Yeah. <laughs> after after some digging was done, apparently this was given out. These tickets were given out by Singtel Waterfront Theatre's trial and orientation program, yeah. which took place in September for guests. So basically, before they opened the actual theatre, mm. they had like this mock event like, where they gave out mock tickets. Yeah. Right. So so then, it, then someone took those tickets, someone internal took those tickets, I don't know, gave it out, Maybe he decided to give it to friends as a practical joke. Then one of yeah. them decided to sell it on Carousel. And then yeah. people fucking yeah. bought it. Yeah. And people turned up for the event. That's the crazy thing. Like, like, yeah. like the, what struck me was like, wait, you don't even know what this event is. All you know is that it's an Esplanade and is that it's at 6.11pm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but you have no clue about what, who's performing or what the show is about and you're just going to turn up and, and imagine you sit down for an hour and a half or two hours and watch something. That's the part I don't understand. Uh. Yeah. Which makes me think like, oh fuck, remember when we did our live show at the start of the year? Uh, yeah. And when we got on after Kumar, like, we somehow got asked someone in the audience, so wait, have you heard of Yalabad? He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he came for Kumar and he got yeah. Yalabad. Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing is, uh, based on what I found online, 12 October is actually Esplanade's anniversary date. Mm. so you can imagine someone inside when they were designing this has the mock ticket they're like oh yeah. let's have some fun lah, you know um, yeah. 12 October create an event I mean if you're doing a mock ticket you know like if you want to use mock money you have to put specimen and all this shit yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a bunch of very realistic tickets and yeah. it's such a funny story but mm. my mm. question also like you mean there are people out there who buy tickets I think one of the people interviewed said he thought it was a comedy show or something the final yeah. countdown yeah 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 but that, I, I think 
it's it's a it's a point like I mean maybe we we laugh about it because we're more we understand how these things work and yeah like, buying anything off carousel is always a it's always a gamble like, right um but but for us we know if you buy tickets you kind of need to there's a lot more to it than just like going on carousel and buying something a ticket lah but there might be you know a demographic of of older people and all who for them even like going to watch something esplanade usually they're priced out of it. You know, like watching mm. a comedy show, like you know, or watching any kind of of show, it's it's you know sixty, seventy, eighty dollars. So the chance to even watch, just watch any show in Esplanade for like I don't know, twenty bucks to fifty dollars, that sounds like a steal uh, to them. And maybe they don't have a chance to do a lot of research and all. But if the ticket looks legitimate and it's you literally have the physical copy of it and all, uh, why not just try that? Uh, you know, any any anyway, there's not much else to do. On in the evening and all, so it could just be a yeah a fun night out regardless of what the show is. So maybe for those people, um, that's how yeah you know we say they got scammed and all that. But maybe for them it's just there's no harm there's no harm in just showing up like right. Uh and and I think I don't think I I I wouldn't you know go to any any extent saying that they're naive or stupid or what. But uh it's just um. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they, they what they got was a fake ticket and, and there was really nothing going on that day. But I was just surprised, like, I mean, if you're spending not a small, not a super small amount of money, right? Mm. Uh, it's not like a $2 ticket. If you are mm. spending, wouldn't you kind of uh, just Google the event <laughs> to, mm. to know what it's about? Or is it just that, yeah, like what you said, it is... It is something, is a chance to watch an Esplanade show for a relatively low price. So why yeah. not? Yeah, and it's Esplanade. It's, you know, it's it's a institution. So you would imagine anything printed on the Esplanade with the Esplanade uh, letterhead and all that uh, on the ticket. It, it should be legit, right? So maybe that's, that, was the, that was the thinking behind it, lah, right? And then um, Carousel also, the, their response was that it didn't infringe in the the, the guidelines. True, yeah. So they say as yeah. a as a seller, you can pretty much sell anything you want as long as it doesn't infringe on the guidelines. La. So that was their yeah. response. That yeah. was their response. It, I mean, it literally was a ticket to a, a sh- something called the final countdown. If if there wasn't if there wasn't a show, it's not exactly the seller's fault that there isn't a show, la, right? <laughs> yeah, what the yeah, But so, it kind of. But it kind of it kind of makes that doesn't it make it possible for people to print fake tickets for let's say like all oh, BTS in Singapore kind of thing, and they put it on carousel and you're selling fake tickets, uh, right? I um, mean, yeah, yeah, exactly la. So I don't know how carousel would deal with that, but yeah. I think I think it's one of those things that that it, it has to be dealt with because. I think it was earlier this year in the Champions League final when there were mm. 40,000 fans who appeared with fake tickets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it caused massive riots and two of my friends who I met recently at another friend's wedding were in, involved there and they said it was fucking traumatic. Like, they got tear gassed. They As in involved, meaning they, they were part of the ones who bought the fake tickets? Uh? No, no, no. They, they were oh. not, but they... Because the, the kind of like riots went, broke out, right? Oh. So the police were apparently just firing tear gas randomly and both yeah. of them cannot tear gas yeah. for the Champions League final. So, of course, this Esplanade final countdown, I don't think there's going to be protests or riots. <laughs> or tear gas. <laughs> but, but you never know. If it's fucking mm. BTS or Justin Bieber or or something like that in Singapore, you never know, man. Or the World Cup, yeah. la, the World Cup coming up, right? Like, yeah, the World happens, Cup. If this happens, it's going to be quite scary. But yeah, actually, you're, you're, you're right. La. I think I think Carousel is kind of like washing their hands off this issue. Yeah. But the fact is that people are selling tickets to a non-existent event. La. And, and when it comes to... I mean, isn't that part of the promise of, of what you're selling as well? That there's an event behind it? So essentially, you're, you're selling tickets to something that doesn't exist. La. And I think... Uh, yeah, that, that's where maybe Carousel needs to... I mean, yeah, la, it doesn't infringe on the guidelines. But then maybe they need to amend the guidelines to reflect this as well, la, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. sure I'm sure it's going to be... It's going to be something in, in the cards. Like, because now, when we're talking about fake everything, uh, mm. like deep mm. fakes, fake voices, fake images, there are new companies starting up every day that can take, like, uh, create artificial voices, artificial yeah. content. It has to be something that's co- on the radar of tech companies. Like, confirm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and we say has in the sense of, like, I think they need to take more responsibility. Like. 
Mm. And if they don't do it, I think they need to be regulated into taking more responsibility for, for situations like this. Because mm. it is their platform that has made this transaction happen, right? The mix that has... Uh, let's say maybe even the, the people who got the ticket free. Let's say yeah. they went on Carousel and then they saw like, oh, other people are selling the ticket for like 50 bucks or something. Even if nobody bought the ticket, right? The fact that they saw the ticket on sale on Carousel kind of validates that, oh, there, there, this, this, there is this live event that people are selling the ticket for already, right? So yeah, your correct, platform right. becomes becomes almost a purveyor of fake news, right? Because your yeah. platform is validating a fake event. So for them to just say, oh, it doesn't infringe on our guidelines is kind of... Um, I think that's absolving themselves of responsibility when actually uh, I, I think they can use technology to do, do this, right? Like I think there can easily be, be something in the, in the terms and conditions or even they have to be able to identify a link to the, uh, or link to the event or something like that, like some, some digital presence or the event such that you validate that it's a real life happening event, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, again, Carousel, I think don't, don't, yeah, don't uphold that, 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 that you know, the, I think everyone jokes about Carol Hell, you know, where, where a lot of, there's a lot of scams, there's a lot of bad faith sellers and all that. Don't, 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 don't fan that flame, defend those flames by, by washing your hands clean of this rather unfortunate thing that has happened. Yeah, yeah. Because, because if you were to fail, sell fake garments and all that, does that infringe? Mm, mm. Does it infringe? It should, yeah. You should. Selling fake products does, right? Yeah. And if you uh, and if you portray it as like a, a real thing, la, I guess because a yeah. fake event is something that when you sell, the event hasn't happened yet. So there's all likelihood yeah. that it could actually happen. La. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So fake I, I think, event tickets. Yeah, it's kinda it's kinda crazy. Especially now like like um yeah, people are starved of of, of live shows and live events uh, right in the past two years. Mm. So mm. maybe the, there's an opportunity for people to turn up for something and explain they'll just take it. La. And uh, and then there are, I guess there are sellers on Carousel who are trying to take advantage of that as well, which yeah, is a horrible man. thing to do. Don't do that, you know. Don't don't be that guy on Carousel. Uh, it's a bit like the oh masks are in short short supply now, so I'm gonna jack up the prices of masks and sell them yeah. for fifteen dollars a piece. Bang, they, they are. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible behavior, la. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But yeah, but, Carousel yeah. do better. Do better. Do better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah do better. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. cool. Speaking of do Man. better, can we yes. talk about the one short comment that maybe has made you, uh, you know, think a bit more about things or what in the last last couple of days? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Would you like to go first? Yeah, actually, um, you know, we, we, we've been spending a lot more time uploading uh, video snippets and, and, and this podcast itself on YouTube. And there are people who comment on YouTube. And the most recent one about, uh, the most recent comment we had was about the the SQ stewardess uh, mm. issue. Like, you know, we talked about the SQ stewardesses being allowed to uh, remain in the company even if they're pregnant and even beyond their, their, their birth and all that. Uh, but yeah, so Evana on YouTube said that, uh, yeah, but I don't really see anything wrong with SQ's um, with the Singapore girl uniform and, and all that. Like. They say, uh, that is the job, right? And it's prerequisites. It's a prerequisite of the job for obvious reasons. And it's quite well established. So if anyone wanted to do the job, uh, wearing the wearing the kabaya and all that, is, and, and keeping within the KPIs of your BMI and all, these are things that you ultimately have to deal with. And um, the job of a air stewardess or you know air flight attendant was never a forever job to begin with. Um. Yeah. So interesting perspective. Although I don't don't necessarily agree with, with with what what they're saying there. Because I I think like like we mentioned on our podcast uh, that that being a flight attendant, uh, is can and should be a career choice for people. Uh, right. That mm. is not um. That is not entirely dependent on whether you are young, single, uh, slim, or or, or have a family and all that. Because which I I think those are very uh. That's where your work starts to cross the line to your personal life really. La. And maybe as time goes by, you know, we, we kind of need to amend our policies towards that. But yeah, I think it's still an interesting perspective. It made me, made me realize that not not every, not every a lot of people still want that particular image of the Singapore girl, the SQ flight, flight attendant. They, they want to maintain that in, uh, in perpetuity. Yeah. 
So mm. uh, yeah, you know, it's not just uh, you know, we're not we're not we're not our view is not representative of of every Singaporean's view either, lah. Mm, yeah, I see. I see. Wow, that that that's cool. I, yeah, I haven't been checking out the YouTube comments, man. Um, yeah, there there are, there are some comments are. coming in. It's quite interesting. Yeah. So so I mean, admittedly, like I I I I haven't found a comment on Reddit that really called mm. out to me. So I'm just gonna give a shout out the fact to the fact that we yeah we passed two thousand uh, uh redditors. Um, and mm. I mean, mm. like uh, we do have a lot of plans on how else to to grow this podcast, which we will mm. kind of. Keep you guys posted when when the time arises, lah. But yeah, it's just yeah. cool to know that it's another milestone checked. Because I remember in YouTube days, we used to send yeah. each other and our team messages each time we got a we hit a new thousand subscribers, lah. Mm-hmm. Right, remember? Yeah, that's right. That's Every right. new thousand yeah. we used to we used to do. Yeah, so shout out to yeah. that. Shout out to that. Cool. And yes. What is your mm-hmm. one shook thing? The one shook thing, I think we talked about it briefly in another episode, but I think it's going to officially be my one shook thing is the fact that, uh, I mean, Casey Neistat is now putting out videos uh, relatively regularly, like a couple mm. a week. And yeah. honestly, watching it, it just makes me so fucking happy. Um, mm. Like, aside from just the artistic skill, it's just, I don't know, like I really enjoyed when he was vlogging his life in New York. Um, yeah. And then now he's back and just the way he tells the stories and the way he brings you in, it just makes me feel like, oh, this is the magic of YouTube, which I haven't felt for a while, mm. which I haven't felt for yeah. a while. And it's just awesome to watch. If you yeah. if you haven't watched Casey Neistat's videos before, please just go watch, click on anyone and I'm sure mm. you'll be entertained. Yeah. I think the exciting thing is he's moved back to New York. Yeah. Right? He's moved and back to New York. Correct. He's moved back to New York. Uh, he's done a couple of videos where he explains why he moved back and, and what he loves about New York. And yeah, those those uh, it just really put a smile on my face again, like, Cause that is, that was the joy of YouTube, like five, six years ago. You know, when vlogging was at its peak and all, mm. and then just seeing him live his life in New York City and and being very open about his struggles and and and, and his family and all that. Uh, but in a very cinematic and interesting way. Yeah. it's just it's just interesting. Like, like I think even one of his videos, no, I spoiler alert. Yeah, like, He he makes a video about how. Getting around New York City, you know, is 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 um. There's a lot of options. You can walk, you can run, you can take your boosted board. But when you have two kids, when you're towing two kids behind you, it's impossible. Uh. So he actually, you know, bought an e-bike that allows him to sit like his two kids in the back, which was something I thought was like freaking cool. And I I was even looking to it at one point, like to buy an e-bike so I can can bring my kid uh on rides around Singapore, uh. But but you mm. know, in Singapore, it's it's we 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 don't have a lot of <laughs> e-bikes or a lot of biking lanes or yeah, in general traffic here is a lot worse lah. It's harder to navigate with a bicycle. So mm. so yeah, I was like, oh, you know, there's such a you can only dream of that kind of lifestyle. Then I watched the video and I see Nick Casey Neistat living that, and I'm like, what well, fuck? Yeah, this man. guy really, he's the man lah. You know, he I, I, he's I living feel- the dream. I have a feeling that at some point I'll reach the same point that I reached when I first started watching watching his daily vlogs religiously. Religiously was like, wow. I'm watching this guy have his awesome life. Why not mm. I just try and make my life awesome also? And that was yeah, when yeah, I stopped yeah. watching Casey Neistat. <laughs> yeah. But then now, now it's still it's still awesome la, like uh, yeah. uh, watching him and yeah, la, his storytelling skills is just bar none, yeah. man. Yeah, Harish, bar none. Not, Harish is not lying when he said he, he really wanted to emulate that life. La. He had the, he didn't get a booster board but he had a penny board that he carried around Then uh then you know you, he, you did that thing where you where you sandpapered <laughs> your your sunglasses, right? To make oh it no look no like no! I, I didn't sandpaper. Uh, I mean, so so the the skateboard thing. I will say that oh, like like it, there was a certain element of oh, that, it's a cool way to get around. Casey Neistat is cool, but there was a functional purpose. So just mm, okay, to clarify, okay. I wasn't just jumping uh, okay, on a fucking okay. trend. But the <laughs> okay. sunglasses was 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 liquid paper, not sandpaper. Oh, okay, okay. Not so you, you liquid paper. because Casey Neistat has this thing where he he always wears sunglasses in his videos, and he loves yeah. to trash like he he. Literally, like, uh, colors them with color marker and all that to make them a different color, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so you did that. I know. I remember you I did, did that it, very man. proudly as well. And I yeah, did that. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the fan service Casey was Neistat, man. to the max. <laughs> Casey Neistat, man, my yeah, man crush, yeah, yeah. my man crush. Cool, what cool. about you, man? What about um, you? Yeah, we. I think we got a very good recommendation from a, a friend recently about a, a podcast called "The Rest Is Politics," which is about it's a UK podcast. By two men who've uh, I'm quoting here la, two men who've been at the heart of the political world, former Downing Street Director of Communications and Strategy Alastair Campbell and Cabinet Minister Rory Stewart. 
Um, so mm. they do this po- uh, this podcast called The Rest is Politics that lifts the lid on the secrets of Westminster, offering an insider's view on politics at home and abroad while bringing back the lost art of disagreeing agreeably. So mm. if that disagreeing agreeably sounds familiar to you, that's the premise of Yala Bala, right, essentially. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think, so I, I, yeah. I gave this podcast a listen. I actually quite enjoyed it. Like, you know, I listened to two episodes and it just so happened that the second episode I listened to, uh, there was a good segment where they talked about uh, politics in Singapore because they were comparing... Um, oh, There's a lot of uh, drama going on in UK politics right now with the new Prime Minister Liz Truss yeah. and, her, yeah. and her Chancellor and all that. And uh, apparently, uh, according to them, Liz Truss is uh, very big, um, very bullish about Singapore politics, uh, about how politics is done in Singapore. So, so they were explaining like how you know, the Singaporean style of politics would never work in the UK and they were giving the reasons why. And they even, I mean, you know, they have inside access. So they, they, they I think they, they mentioned that they've met our health minister and, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a very different take from how things are in the UK. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, I enjoyed a couple of episodes because, you know, the only thing I know about UK politics are from watching Netflix, The Crown, and from, you know, uh, reading gossip about the royal family. So so it's quite interesting that now they uh there's this podcast where they really go in depth uh into what's happening on the ground in UK politics, which is a very different thing from American politics. Uh. So it's oh. uh yeah, for, for those interested, do do check out this podcast. Uh it's called so, The Rest is Politics. Yeah. So it's our our, our British counterparts, lah, right? <laughs> yeah, but but they have a bit <laughs> more access than we do, lah. Yeah, yeah. These guys actually worked. <laughs> In government or or in 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 uh, I think journalists, ex journalists or something, if I'm not wrong, one of uh, them is. So so they have a bit more uh, insight and and you know into the actual going going ons behind the scenes. Uh. Uh, ours is a lot of like we read whatever is in the news and we yeah. you know we go we go to the depths of the internet and and try and find all these things like Yeah. So what do you say? Their tagline is to agree, to disagree agreeably. Agreeably. Yeah. That's right. Ours yeah. is yalla butt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yalla butt. Interesting, interesting yeah. take uh, on, on things. Do, do check take. it out if you're interested in politics. Uh. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. That was a, a early week podcast and I guess we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Yeah.